Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, it's time for yet another episode of Roycey Unchained here on uh, 1500 ESPN for one more day. And then, Patrick, we are you are now working at uh, Score North. As Score of North! Uh, what did I say? Smoking? <laughs> uh, what's the K stand for? Smoking? Okay. I didn't see this. I, I said Did you tweet uh, it? It's smoking. Jonathan's trying to find uh, it. Smoking, kick-ass. Uh, outrageous, uh, what's the R, uh, not radio, because uh, we're all things to all people, uh, something else, I don't know, we, we gotta have some, those words gotta stand for something, those letters gotta stand for something. Glad you came up with something for it. Score North, that's, uh, that's it, Score North, so... I uh, just uh, I'm glad they didn't put that e in there. Then we would have had some explaining to do. But uh, you well, know, I didn't realize little... that until I googled it. <laughs> yes, the e yeah, causes Google, all types of problems. Google score north with an e, and you can see why we decided not to put the e on it, folks. But we're not uh, here to offend people, uh, so we're e- not going to bring that up. You came up with smoke and kick ass, outrageous rock and sports coverage. Yeah, rock and sports. That's coverage. good. How's that? That is. Pretty you missed good, your calling. Right? That's well. I was, had to come up with uh, some dang thing, but. Uh, uh, we're uh, we're digital first. What's that mean? Uh, it means that we are available. We can be found anywhere. Right? Yes, exactly right. We are okay. we all are right. all things to all people. So we, we don't just say that, that if you don't sit in front of your AM transistor, that you are out of luck because we can serve you in other ways. I uh, did text a friend of mine who works at the FM station, the sports station. Yeah. And basically told them they were out of luck, man. It was all <laughs> over for those frauds. So. This is finally it? <laughs> yes. This yes. Is... Now that we got you on the ropes, we're going to keep you uh, on the ropes. I'm sure your friend, is, his palms are sweating. <laughs> yes, yes, he's in big trouble. So I was looking up the Saints-Vikings. Uh, you know, when the Saints got off to their terrible start yesterday and they were down 14-0 and and it looked, and if uh, they didn't fake uh, that punt, they'd, they would have gotten beat. Mm-hmm. So it reminded me, of course, of when we were down there for the uh, New Orleans uh, Vikings game in 1988. And uh, New Orleans, that Superdome was just alive. Uh, and Anthony Carter went in there and killed them. And the Vikings beat them 44 to 10. And uh, what I had forgotten, Judd, is that was the first ever Saints playoff game. You know what? I wouldn't have thought of that, but it makes no, perfect sense. Was, they were awful was, my whole childhood until yeah, that. Yeah, it was not the first home game in 20. It was their wow. 21st season, yeah. and it was their first ever playoff game. Uh, and, you know, they were oh. good. 
And I remember Randy Bush and uh, his wife, I think it's now his ex-wife, but his wife coming up to the front of the press box and they had beads and they were full of beer and they were just, you know, big Saints fans. Randy grew up down there and they were so pumped up and he was sitting about four rows in front and by the middle of the second quarter, they all wanted to jump out of the Superdome because uh, they actually got off to a, either 7-0 or 10-0 start, and then Anthony Carter brought that punt back 84 yards, and uh, and it turned into an absolute rout. That's as good as the Vikings have ever played those two weeks, that week, and then the next week they won at San Francisco. That, that was the Sid uh, Rutland Sid, story, right? Uh, go, Reggie, go. Yeah, Reggie Rutland picked box? up. Yeah, and you've been in that. Did, were you ever in that candlestick oh, yeah. football press Quite box where times. they had those big uh, barriers? You know, each yes. section would have about six seats, and then there was a barrier. Yes. Sid was vaulting those barriers as he was running with Reggie down the field. Uh, go, Reggie, go. It was uh, It was fantastic. Sid was a young, a young. Oh, 67. Yeah, then, he was yeah. a kid. He could move, man. Hell, he could still move when he was about 80. But uh, anyway, the uh, uh, that was uh, that was an amazing two weeks because, of course, like everybody else in town, I'd ripped them for backing into the playoffs, and then they sh- they damn near went to the Super Bowl. People are still mad at Darren Nelson, but that was a great play by Daryl Green. That uh, you know that was a strike year, right? Because that team lost all of its replacement lost games. Its three. They were actually an eight and four team. They were actually eight and two with yeah. two weeks to go in their real games, and then they lost the last two, and it looked like they were going to back. You know, they weren't going to make it, and then uh, Dallas, which was terrible, beat St. Louis, which was pretty good in the last week, and the Vikings uh, backed in and then had a hell of a run. That was a good team, though. There was a lot of Really good defenders, and, uh, you know, they had Anthony Carter, and Wade Wilson was playing well. Kramer actually started that game, and Wade Wilson came in and uh, lit him up. But And then the other thing about the Saints, Judd, they didn't win their first uh, playoff game until 2000, 34th season. That is absolutely remarkable. Yes. But I, I remember that team. When, when I started following the league, that, that was a – they were an abomination. Oh, they were awful. They were awful. Archie – Archie came to play for Les Steckel and was happy about it. He was so uh, happy to get get out of New Orleans then. Until he faced the Bears and got sacked, yeah. what, 11 times in a game or something? Yeah, almost got murdered. <laughs> it was close to a near-death experience. Say, uh, since we mentioned 84 and playing for Les Steckel, Johnny Michaels died, yeah. uh, the, the great offensive line coach of the Vikings. Uh, probably the Bud was probably closer to him than any other coach on the staff because they'd been together in Winnipeg. But uh, that was one of great Les's uh, great blunders as he came in in 84 and he was going to hire all of his own coaches. And then uh, Lynn made him keep the old coaches mm-hmm. that would have been there. And they ended up with about 14 coaches. And he moved Johnny Michaels to a running backs coach that year and brought his own offensive line coach in. And that thing was chaos from the get-go. And, of course, I think he also, like, demoted Burnsy, gave Burnsy some other job, too, or gave him a co-offensive coordinator or something. And uh, one and done, baby, 3-13. and 13. And th- that's a story that keeps coming up, too, about supposedly, I think Steckel tried to hire Belichick, and Belichick yes, was going to take the defensive coordinator job, and he accepted it or he came close to accepting yeah, it. Right. And Sid reported it, and it fell apart then, fortunately for Belichick. 
Uh, yeah, although, uh, you know, he, he, he and Bud would have gotten along well. He might have been Bud's successor, you know. Well, then if, it was unfortunate for us back. if that's the case. Yes, uh, that's true. Although Cleveland, they still can't figure out what happened. This guy's unbelievable. Look at, I, I'm trying to write a column about it for tomorrow. How do they do it? How do they keep winning? I was going back and looking through the receivers he's had. Yes. And the running backs they've had. All right, Judd, first Super Bowl they won. Who was the running back? I have no idea. Antoine Smith. Okay, I'm glad I didn't Antoine, try and guess. Antoine, A-N-T-O-W-A-I-N. And the first two or three theirs, they were good. He was their running back. And every time they have a good wide receiver who wants some money, they get rid of him. Yes. You know, they, it is they, the most – it's what now? Is it eight consecutive – AFC title games for them that they've appeared in, and I think yes. Brady is on his. I think this is going to be his thirteenth. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, he's, play, he's played two seasons of playoff games. Yeah, he's he's played like thirty-three playoff games or something. Now, which I didn't realize is uh, that first year that when they won their first Super Bowl, of course they they got the big break with the Tuck rule and beat Oakland, but the next week, uh, uh, I think it was the Jets. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who they're playing, but they put in Bledsoe in the middle of the second quarter, and he won the game for him. And uh, and it was a big controversy as to whether Bledsoe or Brady would start the Super Bowl, and uh, because uh, Brady was, you know, it was his first year. I completely forgot that. And uh, they put in Bledsoe. I had two. And so was Brady uh, hurt, or was he just not playing? No, he, uh, they were off to a bad start, and uh, he put in Bledsoe. I don't think. Well, he did get something happened to him. Yeah, it, it, I don't think it was a grievous injury, but yes, he, he left because of some injury, and Bledsoe came in. That's right. Bledsoe had gotten hurt to give Brady the chance. And then Bledsoe came in when Brady got hurt, but then Brady was ready to go for the Super Bowl. And my friend Ron Borges from the uh, Boston, I think writing for the Herald then, yep, wrote this column vilifying Belichick for uh, playing uh, starting Brady instead of Bledsoe and how stupid he had to be <laughs> for that in the Super Bowl. And, and uh, 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 Ron has had to, uh, had to swallow that one a few times. Yeah, I guess. All right, so you you tweeted this out, I think, before. I don't know. It might have been at the start of the day yesterday or certainly in the midst of the uh, Patriots beating the crap out of the Chargers. The playoffs so far had been a dud. Thank God for that Eagles-Saints game. That was a hell of a game. But the AFC side of things, oh, my God, was it awful. Yeah, well, the Chargers uh, Chargers got those two late touchdowns to make that look like an actual uh, game when it really wasn't. It was uh, brutal. And... uh, uh, you know, and yeah, it was, it hasn't, and, and, and the Chargers, uh, you know, the, against the Ravens, the Ravens, the Chargers-Ravens game was horrible until the Ravens got two late touchdowns, but it was never a thriller, and, uh, you know, the Chiefs won easy. I don't know. I, I'd love to see the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, but what do you think? What do you think? You Andy, think gonna, Andy and Andy's history Andy, and the Andy Chiefs and history, I don't he, like it. I don't either. I think they can screw it up. I don't know how they're going to screw it up, but uh, uh, I'll say one thing. No, you got to give Andy credit, man. He lost uh, his running back, mm-hmm. and you know who was fantastic. And then he lost uh, the 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 number one replacement for him, Spencer Ware, and they they still got guys uh, doing it. Uh, the running back, what's it, Damian Williams or something? Yeah, they're fun kid. to watch too. 
Oh, they are. The man, they threw some stuff at him at the beginning, didn't they? They had him. Uh, they had him run around in circles yesterday, early, early on. It, it turned into a little more of a competitive game, but uh, they had him running around like clowns at the start. That that uh, QB also Mahomes makes throws that you oh, say to yourself, "There's no bleeping way that's going to work," and it works. That side armor to yep. uh, who's the uh, who's the tight end? Uh, Kelsey was. Right? Yeah, that tight that, that side armor to Kelsey should have been illegal. It was unbelievable. Well, he makes throws like that, and uh-huh. and he makes them consistently. And every time you say to yourself, "That's the stupidest throw I've ever seen," and it's complete. Oh yeah, and he's not when he runs. He it's not like a Russell Wilson, you know, keeping your head up. He knows what he's doing. Some sometimes he he's like backs up and starts running around in circles <laughs> and. But with that throwing arm, it's just uh, it's just incredible. Of course, his uh, daddy uh, pitched for the Twins, and you know his daddy was a fantastic three sport athlete in the same high school that Patrick comes from. No, I did not know he was a three sport oh, yeah. guy. He was a great basketball player, uh, Pat Mahomes, and a uh, you know of course great baseball player, and also a I can't remember if he I think he was a quarterback in football too. He was a he was a big time recruit in uh, in basketball and uh, football. So Pat, what was the uh, so so that Twins team around at that time? It was Willie Banks was supposed to be good at one point. Yeah, Mahomes Willie. and and Latroy as a starter is that right? All well, Latroy was a little later. Okay, Latroy was a little later. But right. in '92, Mahomes was so good. They were you know Morris had left, and they they uh, got Smiley late in spring training. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was during spring training. It was they got Smiley. Yeah, it was definitely. And they got Smiley to replace him. But you're coming off a World Series. This guy was a 21-year-old kid, Mahomes, and they put him in the rotation to start the season. They thought he was going to be fantastic. Uh, good, good, you know, just lots of good pitches. He threw hard. He had a great breaking ball. and uh, But he never, uh, you know, he never really controlled it. I think he stayed up for uh, 13 starts or 14, and then they sent him down. And he never uh, got it together here. He finally came back and pitched okay as a reliever in a couple of places, but he was a monumental bust for the Twins. And, of course, flipped his car on Hennepin Avenue Bridge one uh, icy night and uh, damn near killed himself. And it was lucky he got out of that one. So, so back to so this kid yeah. seems to be Patrick seems to be. He seems like a great kid. Counts, he's just a sharp yeah. kid. And, uh, seems like a good kid. And, uh, yeah, great guy. So you, you brought this up about a month and a half ago, and I've watched it, and you were exactly right. You know what is un- unbelievable about the sport now? What's unbelievable is the balls that receivers catch. I was thinking about that. Again. You were right there about a that. a couple of them last night, man. You, but, I mean, in 1978, if a guy made a good catch, you thought, oh, my God, that, that was a great catch. But you never sort of expected it, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Now you're just sort of you're like, I can't believe you didn't catch that. And it can be an incredibly tough game. Yeah, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey uh, basically screwed the game away. But that catch the guy made for Breeze, uh, uh, the the smaller guy, what, what who was it, uh, the Smith kid? Yeah. Is it the, the receiver, yeah, kind of their third receiver? Yeah, I think it was their third guy, yeah. And I mean, he got... He catches. He gets his hands at the ball. The guy basically hacks his hands out of the hacks his arm out of the play, and he still gets his hands on it and catches it. It's it's. You know, everybody says ah, it's the gloves. I I think it's like every other sport though. The athletes are just as good as Chris Carton. Now I wouldn't say the athletes are better than Randy Moss. I'm not going to say that. That was a while back. But uh, but these guys 
you know, Chris Carter would not stand out nearly as much in today's game as he did when he with those sideline catches. Absolutely, it's it's absolutely. You know, you throw rockets to these guys from 14 feet away, and you, I mean, 14 yards away, throw it as hard as you can, and you expect them to catch it, and they generally do. It's uh, it is an amazing. This what's incredible about football, Judge, at all levels, is. So many fewer kids are starting to play it, and yet the ones who play it are better athletes than they've ever been. And mm-hmm. that starts from high school all the way up to the NFL. I honestly think if you if you look at the four major men's sports that we follow now, the style of play that we see in basketball, hockey, and football has, on the field or ice or court has never been better. Yeah. Oh, I, I It's as much fun to watch true. any well, game now. Now, base, baseball has problems, but the other – the other three, I think, are I in my lifetime. I don't think I've ever enjoyed watching those sports more. Baseball has incredible athletes. Their problem is uh, when the pitching's better than the hitting, it's a boring game, and the pitching is becoming increasingly better than the hitting. And we last time they, of course, uh, brought the DH in and lowered the mound. I don't know what the hell you're going to do this time, but you're right about all those things. I mean, first of all, hockey, the size of people is, you know. What the hell's Greenway doing playing hockey? Yeah, you know he's supposed to play basketball. What yep. the hell? You know, six foot six forwards. That's not who can handle a puck. That's or tight not, end. You're right. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not supposed to be it. But yeah, I, there's uh, there's no doubt about it. Well, look at the numbers of NFL quarterbacks. Hey, Breeze, Breeze. Remember when we laughed at Ponder because he wanted to complete seventy percent of his passes right one year, wasn't it? Yes. Wasn't it? Didn't he say now? Obviously, we la- We not only laughed because it was Ponder, we laughed at the notion that anybody was going to complete 70% of their passes, right? Right. What was Breeze this year, 74%? That's crazy. That, yeah, I mean, they're rating. The, go back and look at the, you know, the passer efficiency ratings. Hey, oh, hey, he had a pretty good year. He was 86. Mm-hmm. Now you're 34th in the league <laughs> if you're 86. You know, it's, yes. it, it's the accuracy of the throwers. And the uh, the wonderful uh, the, uh, and the people chasing them. I mean, it's it is a brutal uh, game when you got these two hundred and seventy pound guys that can run coming charging at you, and these guys are standing there making throws. It's incredible. The o- the only thing in football that I, it would be nice to solve, and I don't know if they can or not, is the amount of flags. Yeah, what's a penalty and what's not? Yes, I don't know what you can do. But what game was it? Was it the uh, New England game, or no? The, what was the uh, Saturday night game? The Saturday night game was the Rams Kansas and the Cowboys. No, nope. okay, Rams, Rams and Cowboys. One uh, game, maybe it was the Chiefs game. One game you could not hold. There was, I mean, the offensive linemen were. I don't think they called a holding. I'd have to go back and look at which one it is, but I don't think they called a holding penalty the whole game mm-hmm. on an offensive lineman. Which I kind of like, but I if I was a defensive lineman, I don't think I'd like it. But then uh, 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 what you don't like, I guess, and it's that way in every sport, is how much different games are officiated by who the crew is, right? Basketball, hockey. Yes. Yeah. That, Interpretation. You wish the interpretation was more similar in the NFL because you had this – 
he had this guy uh, yesterday, whoever it was, that called that roughing penalty on the Saints when they had him stopped that was absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The guy, you know, uh, just because it looked like he might have roughed them. I, I really do think, now, the other trouble, the other thing, though, is you can't, like, review everything to see if it really was a 15-yard penalty, else you'd be there for five hours. So it's uh, it's it's a quandary. Which is the toughest game to officiate? I think football is because there's so many there's different. There's 22 of them out there. And there's that's... two, and there's just, their their rule book is too thick. I think they yes, give these is. guys, I think they paralyze these guys with fright if they don't throw a flag because there's a flag applicable probably to every play, but you can't do that because then it just kills the interest in the game. And, yes, and here's the other thing I was thinking, though. There's nothing worse than third and 20. You got a team third and 22, you just sacked him. And somebody on the other side of the field holds a receiver that's not <laughs> yes. even in on the play. Yes. But if you just made that a five-yard penalty and then it was third and 17 yep. and not a first down, then they do it every play. So, you know, then they just grab everybody, right? Right. So, so it's uh, – but those, you know, those five-yard first downs when you got the team stopped and – uh, you know, and it doesn't really – it's not the primary receiver or anything. It's uh, the, those drive you nuts. There's a lot that drive you nuts. Uh, you know what I saw yesterday for the first time in a long time after giving President Trump credit for getting rid of it? What's that? The timeout on both sides of a kickoff. Oh, you saw – oh, really? They okay. pretty well yeah. eliminated it. But after that nine-minute Saints drive, yep, they gave us a timeout on a – on a touchback you had the touchback you know timeout touchdown scores yes touchback timeout they did that a lot before but I, they'd pretty well outlawed that but i guess in certain circumstances i saw your tweet giving uh donnie trump credit, credit for that yeah. it's the only thing he's accomplished he got rid of the uh timeout you know it's a big deal oh god it is it's worse it was the worst thing in america now there's got to be something worse i guess and now, that, now we've also got those commercials where they go to commercial but they don't really go to commercial so you stay on the game I, I but then they show the other screen. oh yeah i'm fine with that but i'm just yeah. saying that that's I baseball's got to incorporate that don't you think you know that's uh yeah, yes, you know baseball yes. should start running their ads in and then have two minutes between innings you know that's instead of four and a half i like so. that yeah yeah, they're fine. I mean, when the pitcher's out there scratching his cup, they don't need. They can run an ad, can't they? Oh God, they've got to do something, Pat. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't but, either. But, but it just disappeared, right? All the speed up. I mean, this Manfred—he's a fraud. I was. Uh, hey, uh, he was going to do everything, and now hey, the winter meetings have come and gone, you know and I he heard? hasn't done a damn thing. What? I heard. I heard from a pretty credible source that uh, that the people in baseball are convinced that the clock will be in the pitch clock for this season. Well, what is he waiting for? I don't, I don't know, and I don't asked, you and I have to tell the teams I, I, to prepare for okay. spring training? All right, here's my theory. From what I was told, because I asked the very same question, I said, well, then, why don't we know this? And the, the things between the union and the league are not going well. Mm-hmm. So I think what he's going to do is 11th hour, right as they report to spring training, invoke the speed up uh, pace of play ga- of pace of the play which he wouldn't can do you, wouldn't you think that the pitchers at least when they get the twins right now today are having they got all these kid pitchers in here and they're going to be here for five or six weeks they got a velocity camp and a change-up camp and uh you know they got they got their you know young pitchers especially the hard throwers that they're trying to get to throw other pitches you know mm-hmm. and 
but at the same time, now most of them are minor leaguers, so they've dealt with it, I guess. But wouldn't you like to? Right now, you should be aware, right? As you're Absolutely. preparing, if yes. you're preparing people, if is it, I was are we shocked have to hear it or this. not? I was shocked, but I was told that don't be surprised. But if he's got place by opening day. He's got to do something. Well, he's got to do it for the first. Well, for spring training, for, before the pitchers and catchers Absolutely. start warming yes. up within not the next eating. couple weeks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you got to do. So it. that's what I heard. And I would be, and well, you'd think he has to do something because yes. he can't shoot off his mouth like he did all last year and then not do a thing. The only thing he said so far is it might be good for gambling, the pace of the game. Yeah, which was one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's been a disappointment to me. It's it's hard to be. I love Bud, of course, as a human being, but I thought that it would be hard not to be an upgrade on Bud, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't think this guy is. Prepare yourself, though, because I believe that in, what, 2021 or approximately around there, when the CBA is up, we are going to have the first strike since 94. Based on what? The 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 agents. <laughs> These guys are making unbelievable money. Okay. You're not, you're 32 year old. You. You're not going to convince Derek Falvey and the other graduates from Eastern liberal expensive colleges with big brains that it's a good idea to give six-year contracts to 32-year-old guys, which is the main complaint of the agents. Yes. The agents, though, the agents sound like they are extremely unhappy with things. Like And Tony Clark is not effective, basically. And if I'm not mistaken, is Donald Fair not back involved as well in a consulting role of some sort? Yeah, I, don't, I just don't. You know, they might try to get rid of this. I'm sure baseball will let them uh, get rid of the uh, qualifying, you know, the qualifying offer. But if I was a player, I wouldn't want to get rid of that. I mean, the qualifying offer is eighteen million, for God's sake. Yep. You know, I, yeah, give me eighteen. Give me the option of taking eighteen million or being a free agent. You think Lance Lynn wished he'd take the eight, whatever the hell it was last year, seventeen million? Yes, very much so. You know, I, I, you know, when push comes to shove, they have to be idiots to, uh, to you know I'm, I'm sure there's some things they can get changed but uh, you know they'd have to be idiots to uh, go on a strike like they used to their uh, I would their panic has ne- never been more evident than this whole Kyler Murray thing though did, did you see no, the story no well yeah and uh, it is interesting the loophole that you know what it's if 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 the did the what did he declare for the draft today? I don't know. I have not seen that yet, but supposedly they they've got rules about what the A's can and can't pay him, but and that there's going to be a one time. Ex- yes, they're going to willing to waive them, yes. but the agents are going to go nuts. Then that's you know I think they're opening a real, uh, um, you know the the Scott Boris's of the world are going to go okay now that's what's going to be the new demand for every hot shot draft choice right yes. Is I want a major league contract, fifteen million dollars. Absolutely, so, will be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't see how you can uh, change your mind for it. Let him, uh, you know. Did now he's got to give the A's back their four and a half mil, right? Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. But, but to what what you just said, it sounds like baseball is going to allow him then well, they, to get they, hit, to get a contract, which technically he can't. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it is extremely weird because they they it's a typical baseball though they they make a move, and they don't ever think of what the long term implications of it are. Like, okay, somebody ran over the second baseman. Let's uh, <laughs> we we got to change everything, and uh, then then for the next two years, if somebody's within fourteen feet of the base, we call them out. Or 
or we got to have a replay and a guy's toenail comes off the base and we call him out and uh, you know on first base uh, we're good, we're deciding the world series as to whether somebody's finger came off the base as he slid back in and the yeah, guy his foot kept, popped off second base yeah, right yeah or first base when he slides back yes. in what game was it that the washington basically got eliminated a couple Cubs, of years right? ago yeah against the cubs right yeah. with uh, you know some guy's fingernail came off the base god i don't know i should be the commissioner they're so stupid. They do so many. What would be the first things. rule that, that you would pass besides eliminating the uh, replay and the pop-up slide? Uh, I would uh, figure out a way to limit the number of pitches, pitchers. You know, like uh, I don't know. You're uh, that that that's what I would uh, do. Yeah, so, I. Roy, so you're saying no opener position as your first enactment as commissioner? No, you can use an opener, but you can only use five pitchers all day long. So go get them or something like that. I'd, I'd limit the number of pitchers. Uh, maybe the number of pitchers. Here was my plan. Okay, here's the Ricey plan, yep. Judd. Yep. You go to 26 players, okay? Mm-hmm. You can only have 13 pitchers, right? No, you can only have 12 pitchers. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have 13 pitchers, okay, but then you get one less player. Okay. So, in other words, if I'm a if I want a 26 man roster, I got to have 12 pitchers. Okay. If I decide I have to have 13 pitchers, then I'm taking one of those roster spots away, and you're back to 25. Okay. So, so you're, you're like, playing yeah. you're playing with one less guy. If yep. you if you got 13 pitchers, not only are you playing with you're playing with two less position players, basically. Yeah. In in the Ricey plan, yes. So I I would uh, I would punish teams that have thirteen really thirteen pitchers, and by the way, I'm looking forward to Rocco telling us, like Gardy before him and Molly before him, how he wants to have twelve pitchers to open the season, and he wants to stick with twelve pitchers, and by April sixteenth they'll be thirteen and they'll be here all year, right? Oh yeah, that's always the case. Yeah, always. Oh yeah, we wanna we wanna do that. So. Of course, a couple of years ago, the first year the boys, boy geniuses were here, they started with 13 pitchers. Remember, for no apparent reason, because yeah, they, they didn't want to put every single they day. didn't want to put Buono on the roster, and they turned out they were pretty smart about that one. And so. that that was the year that I think they made a pitching roster move every day in June. Yes, yes, yes. That's uh, that's uh, who was the guy? Who was the guy last year that pitched three innings, got him out, and they got rid of him? Guy from the Yankees. Oh yeah, then he went. And David, then the Yankees claimed him back. Yeah, my my favorite know. was Buddy Boshears. I remember I got. I told Thad Levine on opening day, "How in the hell can this guy still be on the forty man when you got rid of somebody? Because he had the worst spring ever." Yeah. Then they finally called him up. Remember that month, and he came in. He got seven guys out. They sent him to the minor leagues. <laughs> Twenty minutes later, you know, it was. Uh, I, I don't quite get it. I, it's it's that whole shuffle thing thank god their farm club is in rochester can you imagine if it was uh closer if it was in uh how about st paul i, I how about st paul if it was right down 94 mm-hmm. chs field could be the triple a team of the twit they could just guys could wave as they drive back and forth on, oh yeah on the freeway yeah, at yeah each other. it would be uh it would be great but there's not really a uh I, I don't. I don't think you can get one of those franchises. I don't think the Twins want uh, that competition. They got enough competition with the Saints. Yeah, that's so. True. What's uh, what have I missed on the uh, Fighting Vikes? I I was uh, I had a I, I got a good laugh reading Collar's piece about how grumpy 
Uh, oh. Everything was at the Stefanski press conference last week, and Zim's sitting there looking yeah. grumpy, wanting it, keeps waving for it to get over, and it only lasted like 11 minutes, right? Okay, I'm doing the math here. Are we approximately eight eight months before kickoff of the season? Not yes. training camp, but the season. Evidently, according to Collar, you would think that there's a game tomorrow. <laughs> oh, really? Zim, Zim is wound a little bit tight right now. <laughs> Yeah, Zim is. But, I mean, this this goes back to red-ass Zim. Once he's got the yeah. red-ass, it don't go away. Yeah, well, and people have tried to, uh, well, I guess Sid's about the only one. But people have tried to explain away this failure, 8, 7, and 1, blah, blah, blah. But Zim knows in his heart this was a flop of flops, mm-hmm. okay? It's Zim knows in his heart that uh, this is the worst, you know, worst result. He got... The absolute minimum out of these players, and and he's got he got less than the minimum, and he knows that, mm-hmm. and he doesn't uh, right now. He's not sure he knows what to do with him. I think what makes Zim have the complete red ass at this point too is he feels in his heart that he got screwed by positions he hates. Yes, right. That's, like that's his defense true. didn't really screw him. It didn't play well for about four games, but then it played pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. So I think Zim feels that he did a pretty good job of controlling what Zim can control, and he got screwed by the quarterback, the offense, and the kickers. <laughs> yes. Now, do you think that he took Stefanski because he wanted him or because uh, Spielman wouldn't let him hire Hugh Jackson or somebody like that? Uh, I think it's probably a little bit of both, but more the latter. And and as we speak right now, so th- this will probably be uh, flushed out by the time a lot of people hear this podcast, but as we speak right now, the report from our guy Pelissero and a cohort of his at NFL Network is that Gary Kubiak is in the building in Egan talking to the Vikings about a position. Gary Kubiak. Why? Well, I thought somebody was trying to hire him as a head coach. And, the Broncos uh, wanted to bring him back as OC, and he's big buddies with Elway, but it fell apart somehow. Oh, really? And now he's supposedly, after this, going to go talk to the Jaguars be cons- about their oh, OC job. Oh, is he going to be a consultant here? I don't something? know. Would he be Would he be a co-coordinator slash quarterbacks coach well, who just I is extremely well paid? I don't know. I hope it works better than... Uh, I hope it works. By the way, does Zim know he's hiring his replacement if he uh, hires uh, Kubiak? But uh, yeah, that's the weird thing about him. And yeah. uh, but this would be remindful of uh, the consolation prize for uh, Molitor last year when he didn't get to name his pitching coach was that they were going to bring Bob McClure in. Remember, as yes. like the senior consultant. Yes. I saw him in spring training twice. I never saw him again. <laughs> so uh, I always wondered what happened to Bob McClure. I don't know what what happened with Bob. I didn't see him all year. I might not have been looking hard enough. But uh, that was, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, senior consultant thing. But Kubiak, well, I mean. I mean what would that say to the Stefanski kid that, that now that he signed his contract, he's going to get uh, basically hosed out of actually being the guy calling the I shot? I don't think Zim trusts young people. That's my mm. observation of things. I think Zim wants – I think Zim wants Stefanski to have a sounding board. And I also think that Zim I, – I really believe that Zim wants limited involvement in offense. He, he wants to reserve the right to bitch about it. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't want real involvement. Mm-hmm. So, so Kubiak potentially replacing him doesn't scare him as much as a kid trying to, to run his offense does. Yeah. That's maybe. just a guess on my part. Well, that's kind of like letting Jonathan run unchained. You know, he's a little young. And there you go, kid. Here, here, here. Take it over, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let you. Uh, we'll let you take a <laughs> shot at it, but we're not all that confident in you. 
By the way, well, how's our... Uh, soccer, now, Pat. That's, now that's we got a little... Oh, that's... Okay. He'd start talking fo- football. Jonathan, I t- did I talk to you last week about the two Mexican guys uh, I saw playing soccer, taking the dive? No, you didn't. What's this about? Oh, so I was clicking channels down here, and I, I got limited cable down here because I decided I didn't want to be paying a huge amount of money when I'm not here, right? Understandable. Got so, limited cable? So I'm... Well, I, I got extremely enough. I got, a, I got enough stuff. All right, I, okay. I don't have, like, the backup stuff. So I ran across. <laughs> I'm clicking channels, and I run a clock. They got about 50, 25 uh, Hispanic stations down here, and about three of them got soccer, right? Right. So we got oh, a Liga. We got a Liga game on, <laughs> and I'm just and I'm just looking at it to see see if I can hear the guy scream goal or something, you know. And uh, these two guys run into each other, man, mm-hmm. and they both hit the ground like they got shot by snipers, <laughs> and they're rolling around. And neither of them will stop rolling before the other guy does, you oh, know. I mean, neither of them. It was a great uh, eject them both. It was yeah. a dive off of all time because they were like looking at each other, and one guy grabbed his right knee, so the other grabbed his left knee, and it my lasted favorite, about five minutes. My favorite is when they go when on the corner kicks, the players go up for the header or whatever, and one player comes down holding his face, and yeah. you see him like after a little bit, he looks up through his fingers to see if anybody's still watching him. Okay. To make sure that oh yeah, I'm still being well, looked is, at here. Is the uh is the uh is the uh Mexican uh soccer league that's Liga, right? Or something? Uh that's the Liga MX. Liga MX. What's well, La that... Liga then? Are Liga they uh are they famous oh. for diving? Uh, I don't think because of the, what I've watched the yeah. MLS, the diving is really substandard. Yeah, we don't, you know, we don't really have uh, the, the, the uh, you know, it's not certainly not World Cup quality diving. <laughs> that's for sure. Oh no, nothing beats the no, World no, no, Cup. No. Nothing beats the World Cup in Neymar on a world level trying oh, to world no. stage, trying to dive his way into history. <laughs> it is funny though. You know, uh, all you got to do is convince them once. And you know you get the goal and you win the game. Hey, is uh, is embellishment a penalty in uh, soccer? Can they call it? They can. They rarely but they, do. They rarely but they, do, it is. Yeah. You can get yellow carded for it. They don't call that much in the uh, NHL anymore, do they, Judd? They, no, and they, they kind of gotten it out of the game. A no, bit? Uh, the maddening thing though is now if they ever do call it, it's it's offsetting penalties, right? So if I hook you, but you. Do too good Dive. a job of diving. We both get yeah, penalties. Yeah, but what, what if Pick I don't? Ho- what if I don't hook you? What if I just? I, I, you know what? I haven't I seen a rarely call on one do they guy. just call embellishment I have all not, by itself. I have not seen embellishment called as a solo penalty in years. It's uh-huh. always if I hook you in the least, in the least, but you do too good a job of diving, you get a penalty. I get a penalty. How did you Stupid. take the four zero loss to the feisty Red Wings on uh, Saturday afternoon? I couldn't get downstairs quick enough to hear boots. <laughs> you know how, when I got my how gym? red? How red was the boots red head on that senior uh, Sir Topham's head hat? There head was for that one. there was steam coming off the red head. <laughs> It was fantastic. That's when you would have liked to have a young Mike Yo as the coach. Oh. When he would have, uh, you know, said that they were a disgrace to their families or something. When Booth said that this is the worst. I, I, <laughs> I went upstairs and looked it up, and I think we're at 208 regular season games mm-hmm. and like 10 playoff games. Booth said this is the worst did, we played. Did we ever get now. around to bowing them? Of course, a Saturday afternoon crowd. No, it was Saturday night, and we did, Saturday boo, night. And we okay. did boo them, but we did not boo them nearly as much as they probably deserved. Okay. 
This came right after a, a stout victory over Winnipeg, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Although that stout victory over the Jets came in a third period, Pat, in which the Wild had zero shots on zero goal shots. and tried yeah. to dismiss it as no big deal until they only had two in the thir- in the mm-hmm. second period against Detroit. Then it became a bigger deal. I saw Sarah McClellan tweet out that the shots were twenty-one to two in the second period. And I called her a liar. I didn't believe it. I think I thought she was making it up. No, twenty-one to two against the Red Wings. Come Detroit, on. Yep. Yeah. And of course, we got back the well. Detroit played well. It's like yeah, they played well, but. You guys didn't give a damn. So, uh, Boods well. was Boods being ticked though is fantastic. Okay, Boods. Uh, well, he's not not as much fun as Zim being ticked though. Uh, he's different. It's different mm-hmm. fun. It's yeah. different. He but but he gets yeah, he'll he gets say any, he'll oh, say yeah. anything. Yeah. The, well, there's some famous clips of him when he's. Uh, What's the famous clip when he basically? Oh, uh, the 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 one from was that with Anaheim or Washington? I think Anaheim one is fantastic. No, I think he was the I think he was a Washington. Is coach he in trouble with this guy? Is he in trouble with? This I can't guy? figure this guy out, Benton. I can't Benton. figure it out. I yeah, can't. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't really. done. He hasn't done a thing. And I think he would like to blow things up, but he doesn't do it because the the owner wants them to make the playoffs, which you know they who knows they yeah, might do. Well, hey, Chuck had the same problem, you know. Oh, absolutely. Chuck, Chuck was forced into making some dunderhead deals because uh, Leopold wanted to make the playoffs. So. All right, we need positive Pat. Positive Pat in Fort Myers. Positive Pat. Uh, we'll find him. Hey. Uh, apparently we've had three, uh, uh, enthusiastic efforts with young Ryan Saunders coaching the, uh, Timberwolves. They got beat one game when they, uh, you know, let it kind of get away from them, but, uh, they were in another nail biter with New Orleans and won it. So they're, they're 500, they're 22 and 22. I would think, uh, what Derek Rose will probably get traded for a second rounder or something. One of these days to somebody, I would think so. And, uh, and but Tyus has got to feel uh, revital. You know, Tyus has got to feel uh, more appreciated by uh, Flip's kid than he was by uh, Coach Tibbs. So, anyway, I guess uh, that's uh, the PR wise. They probably didn't have much choice, even though I don't. Uh, I, I I'm not quite as uh, off off the charts. Uh, you know. I'm not. I don't have the Jim Pete really feeling about uh, Tibbs. But anyway, that's uh, special. That's feeling good Jim to Pete see had. and. Uh, and uh, the Gopher uh, basketball team. Yeah. Uh, did uh, Whalen? Whalen needs a win tonight. Come on, Whalen. Three in a row, right? Iowa. They've lost Come three on, in a row. Coach Whalen. Yeah, that's not positive, Pat. What else is positive? I tell you what. The uh, I am hearing uh, things of. Here's a positive thing. I'm hearing things about this Alex Kirilov kid down here to the point that some people think he might play for the Twins sometime this year. Really, that swing is uh, fantastic. Positive Pat's insighting. That's uh, scoop some positive Pat. That's uh, everybody who watches him. Just this, okay. he's got the swing. You know, he's got the swing taught to him by dad since he was in diapers, and uh, uh, just a just a great looking young hitter. And uh, so uh, it'll be interesting. I, I think Kepler's on uh, double secret probation if he doesn't uh, doesn't have a much better year this year because they're ready to move. I would think. Uh, uh, maybe by 2020, more likely, but maybe even late next season. All right, from positive Pat, let's wrap it up with Royce Unchained. What do you got, Royce Unchained? Royce Unchained. What am I Unchained? You know, I'm sitting here in spring training. The sun's out. Uh, the field is looking green. 
it's uh it's really uh difficult to to uh get uh, get uh, too uh, unchained I, I don't know what i'm mad about what am i mad positive about? pat's winning yeah positive pat positive is, pat's uh, taking take, over fort myers taking oh, over how, what? how about your restaurant it's gone. Tell Nino's. Us about, yeah, that's I'm an unsane. about that. Nino's had a uh, fire right here, right, you know, it was when the twins came here in 91. Basically, it was the only restaurant around. Everybody ate there. You either were here or the Outback Steakhouse over on 41. And uh, Nino's uh, uh, had a fire in October. They closed down, and then uh, the the, uh, the, G, uh, the little guy, uh that ran the place, Mr. Puccini, uh, uh, died on Thanksgiving Day. So uh, Nino's is closed. If you're looking for big red sauce, big helping uh, Italian food when you come down here to spring training, no Nino's. So that's uh, very, very upsetting, yes. Royce Unchained, a service to those who go to uh, spring training to watch the Twins, you see? Yes. For the travelers, uh, you do them we'll, a uh, service I'll, uh, I'll, You know, we got to, LaBelle always does his restaurant review uh, when he gets down yes. here. And, you know, I, I'm just kind of a fill-in until the mayor of Fort Myers arrives. So. That's a big expense check. All right, Patrick, we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Uh, we will uh, do this again uh, next Monday. AP Radio News. I'm Ed Donahue. President Trump says border security is a top priority. When it comes to keeping the American people safe. I will never, ever back down. The president spoke at the American Farm Bureau Federation convention in New Orleans. He says Democrats have been too dismissive about border security. They view the wall as being a big item that if I don't do it, you know, it's a negative. It's a negative. And I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm doing it because we have to do it. President Trump has demanded $5.7 billion for his long-promised wall, while Democrats, who oppose the wall as both immoral and ineffective, insist Trump reopen the government before they negotiate further uh, over border security. This is day 24 of the partial government shutdown. Earlier, President Trump answered a question he didn't answer over the weekend. Did he ever work for Russia? I never worked for Russia. Not only did I never work for Russia, I think it's a disgrace that you even asked that question. Because it's a whole big fat hoax. It's just a hoax. It came from a New York Times report. The president called former FBI and Justice Department officials known scoundrels and dirty cops. It's a rainy day in Los Angeles. Thousands of striking city teachers are marching in the rain. They want a new contract. Superintendent Austin Butner says it's business as usual at schools. All 1,240 of our K-12 schools are open. 